Hi, everybody. Good morning. My first Father's Day, day present this morning was uh, waking up at 7.30. <laughs> Hi, Daddy. Happy Father's Day. Oh, you're really missing the point, aren't you, bud? Oh, man. So I'm fried, dude. I don't wake up early. Like, judge me all you want to. That's not something I normally do. Yeah. No. No, my kids, my kids sleep like fraternity and sorority kids. They go to bed late and they wake up late. And that's just the way it's always been. Like their dad. Oh, hi, folks. Watching online. Um, let's jump right into it. Uh, yeah, as you can tell, I'm running on empty here, which is fine, I suppose. So, you got one side of things this morning. Um, listening online, we, we heard uh, from, from Steph today, Steph Cummins, and, uh, and um, she was talking about what she sees in the school districts and, and, and things like this, and that's totally prevalent. I agree with you completely. Um, but I, I'm going to represent the other side to a degree today. I'm going to represent um, a simple fact that sometimes um, in our culture, it's common to praise mom on Mother's Day and then beat up dads on Father's Day. That's what I see. You'll hear statistics like this. You'll hear 85% of incarcerated men come from homes with no father. I'm going to say that again. 85% of incarcerated men come from homes with no father. Okay, cool. We get it. Okay? We get it. But I come from a different place, Dave, where... uh, (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to talk about um, thoughts about fathers, but I'm going to say this. Lots of us here in the North Country, and this is my heart. This is the heart that God has given me for, uh, for the North Country is this. Lots of men in the North Country, we don't really know. Lots of, lots of men in general don't really know how to be dads. In other words, this is what I hear. I hear this. I don't want to yell like dad did, but I don't really know what to do. Does anybody understand? And I need you today, okay? I don't, dad wasn't around when I was a teenager, so I'm gonna have teenage kids and I don't know what that looks like. So do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, so I'm coming from the place of, I'm here to help. You know what I mean? Um, This is obviously an epidemic in our culture. This is a problem. I understand that. But I'm gonna come from the other area where I wanna encourage and I wanna teach because number one, yeah, number one, God is our heavenly father. Today, part of it is this. Part of it is we want to say happy Father's Day to to the Lord God. Uh, Right? I mean, when you think Father's Day, that's my first thought this morning was Father God. And so um, let's, if we can go to that first slide, Brian, I know you're multitasking here. Our first slide is that. John says this. Jesus came to that which was his own, but his own didn't receive him. Yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, receive him, believe his name, we become children of God. Now, I show that here all the time because that's something that um, really will, you know, bounce off of folks. That's a hard thing to, uh, to get your head around at times, to become an actual child of God. And what does that all mean? And, you know, what is the process, that whole thing? It's, it's something that, right, some of us can struggle with that. Like, I think about people who don't fully understand what it means to be truly accepted by loving Heavenly Father. And that stalls everything we're going to do, right, Steph? I mean, we have to live out of the love. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. All these things. If we can't get the fact that he's our dad on Father's Day, the rest of the year, we got a lot less power. Right, Bruce? we got to live in that love. So number one is just to today is to simply say, Happy Father's Day to the Lord our God. Jesus reveals the generosity of God. We have one more slide here too, Brian, if I can do another one. Um, is it good? Did it click in? I don't know. Now, Jesus teaches us something here. He says, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or ask an egg, forgive him a scorpion. One more slide, please. And he says, and if you, you know, if you then, though, though you have the, the, the sin nature inside of you, if you know how to give good gifts, how much, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So in other words, what he's pointing out here is this. He's a good, good father. We're going to sing that after. We're going to sing, you're a good, good father. It's who you are. Love by you is who I am. Jesus, by his very showing up on earth and his sacrifice on the cross, shows you that God has an overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love for each and every one of us, right? There's nothing he won't do. Number one, Father's Day, is to recognize that. And you know... um, this didn't mean as much to me before, let's say, 2006, when my, when, my, when my earthly father passed away in 06, quite suddenly, too, on a Tuesday morning. And actually, it was the Tuesday after Father's Day that my dad died, which was quite interesting and ironic. 
So well, then that means it'll be pretty soon, then, won't it? Yeah. Um, so I remember I had given him a Father's Day card. I handmade it because I was broke, <laughs> and I cut out a what? You, whatever. This is my story. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. I handmade it, and then I cut out a comic from the uh, 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 from the Sunday paper and put it in there for my dad. But long story short, I'm saying this. Today, we praise you and say thank you, Father, that you're also a father to the fatherless. So I'm bringing things full circle here, that even if you didn't have a dad to dad growing up, you do have a heavenly father. And, I, and, and Steph, I'm so glad you prayed that. And, and listening online, we, you know, we understand that. But God can restore that. God can fill that place and fill that void in each and every heart and each and every life. In fact, do you wonder why he chose to call himself father? Is God not mother? Of course he is. If they were made in the image of God, Adam and Eve, then he's got all femininity and all masculinity. Guys, this is not blasphemy. If he didn't have femininity and Eve came up with it on her own, then she's a God too. Right? Only God creates. But why didn't God call himself mother? And he doesn't, and therefore don't you. That's, that's, that's the United Methodist Church. Oops, I said it. Um, hey, if he didn't say it, I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's my baggage. Did you notice that, Bruce? It just poked his head out. Sorry, get back in there. Um, why didn't he call himself mother? Well, I'll tell you what. William, William Young says this, because he knew there'd be a prevalence of fatherlessness in the world. Maybe that's why, right, Kirk? Maybe that's why. But you decide. So let's switch it up now and get to do what I'm actually here to do today. That was all prelude. Is that working, Brian, I hope? The audio is good? Great. Just in time. Number one, here's the thing we need on Father's Day, and I'm going in fifth gear. You ready? Number one, I would suggest strongly that we need to understand this. How we view our earthly fathers will inform how we view Heavenly Father. If you had a father who, who was distant and, and who, who, who punished you and rejected you, guess what? You're going to project onto Heavenly Father that he does that. I did that for years. I'm not talking bad about my dad, but my dad, well, number one, my, my dad, his, his father died young. Okay, so by the time I got in the awkward teenage years, my dad had never, never seen someone parent the awkward teenage years. Do you get what I'm saying? And so for, me, for us, us he, he, would, he would kind of, you know, back away when he was challenged or when things got too much or too emotional or whatever, my, my dad would create distance. Well, guess what? The first 10 years of following God, guess what I thought he did? I thought God backed away from me when things got too much. <clears throat> I could even Christianize it and say... Ready for this? I must have quenched the spirit. Anyone ever hear that? You two have. You two have. You two have. It's even a thought that the devil will use, because you think the devil doesn't quote scripture, to get you to think that God will abandon you like your dad did, or I'll move past, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? I projected my earthly father onto my heavenly father. Now imagine the person whose father, if the word father meant abuse. This is a big deal, and there needs to be rethinking. There's no lie you won't tear down coming after me. Did you hear that in that song? Isn't that amazing? I've torn down lies about me that held me to the ground. My whole life, lies that other people put on me. But how much more when it comes from Father? I get it. And boy, I can feel the tenderness in the room. I truly can. But number one, I would suggest today we need to accept the fathers we have, we have had. And this is out of a counseling background. I want to say this. Guys, we have to accept those fathers. Goods, bads, there and not there. We just have to accept it. And in my opinion, I would choose to let them free out of any prisons we've kept them in. Even the prisons of them falling short of what they weren't in our lives. I had to go through this. Now, we can't do this alone, but it's very necessary. We're, right? Jesus lets us out of prison and says, you deserve to be there, etc. I let you out of prison. Go free. I, I paid the penalty for you, but you keep all your prisons empty as well okay so some of us are, are are still shackled to dads that did or didn't and we're carrying around that that dead body that extra weight and i think today we might be a really good day to to choose to forgive and, and pour that out and i know um so let me get going here <clears throat> here's what we're gonna do i'm gonna do uh, a part of what i did last year because here's what i want to say and hopefully online, you people will spread this around. Starting now, I'm going to teach five things that a father should be. And I'm not coming at you. I'm not coming harsh. I'm giving you foundational work. Because guess what? Before last year, I had never heard a teaching about this. Do you understand what I'm saying? I had never heard a teaching about this. And in fact, I don't see a lot of good fathers on TV either. So you ready? For the next half, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 
<laughs> I'm going to teach. Now, some of you, you say, well, I'm not a dad. Yes, you are. I guarantee you have a realm of authority in your life. Some of you say, well, I'm a woman. Well, guess what? Sometimes when men don't stick around, mom has to become dad too. Capiche? Or uncle, grandpa. Hello, are you with me? So this is for everyone. And so we begin. Can we start with our first slide, please? Train a child in the way he will go. And when he's old, he will not turn from it. Do you see the word please in there anywhere? Do you see it's a good idea too? Do you see when you have time, Trina, when your golf, when your golf handicap's where you want it to be? When your bank account's where you want it to be? Jeez, if you could get around to training your kids, please, says God, right? How about when you finish that video game or, you know, you're done working those long hours or do you see any of that in there? This is not a suggestion, people. This means get involved. Number one priority, train the child. You know who's saying it? Your dad is saying, train this child. Here's the weird part about being a dad. I was talking to Alex about this today. You're not my son, per se, because I didn't choose you. I didn't design you. God used half of my dear deoxyribonucleic acid, which he created, but you're not my kid. In fact, we will be peers in heaven. Let me say that again. We will be peers in heaven. And, and Bruce can do that. His sons are all three of them in the military. He sees them as men right now, doesn't he? You're a man, they're a man. Right? I'm not at that stage. I got a five-year-old little boy. But he's not my son. I get to be his daddy for as long as God lets me. But this ain't my kid. This not. We have, what a weird conundrum. So his actual dad, who maybe brought him from the hall of souls and put him in a body. That's not biblical. That's my own imagery. He's saying to me, Anthony Daniels, that's my real name, train this child up. But God, I train this child up. I don't know how to go get teaching, train up a child. Mom, dad, do this, okay? So Father's Day, you, ladies are gonna get this too. Number one, what is the first thing a dad and mom, but dad does? You protect, oh cool, awesome. I, now I agree everyone should have small arms, large arms training, I agree with that. Heck, I'll teach you nunchucks if you'd like. I've got swords too. Step up, be, be physically there, be physically able to protect if you can. Awesome, that's that about what's being said right there. What's actually saying is this, you stand at the door and you pay attention to, to the home, men, dads. In other words, whatever comes into my house has to come through me. That means my television, my phone, my internet, whatever it may be as well. The voices that speak into my family gotta come through me. Any of y'all wanna put a curse on my kids? Any of y'all wanna say negative things about them? You're gonna have to immediately answer to me. You don't get to do that. Nor do you get to tell them what to do. Me, me first, me, standing at the door. A father protects. The way this guy who said uh, The Effective Father, it's a beautiful book from the 70s I read, he said it this. Fathers, we look upstream. We're at the front of the boat looking upstream, seeing, looking for trouble. Uh, let me make some practical things. That kid's trouble. My son seems to be wanting to hang out with that kid. I, I get it, but, but I see that. Yeah? Or, or, or this relationship, or, 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 oh, geez, I don't know about you guys watching that television program, or this, 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 I don't like how it's feeding lies. Or that thought you're keeping about yourself, son or daughter, come here, let me tell you who you truly are. That's a dad. Dad should not be hearing it secondhand, by the way. Should not be hearing it secondhand. We're at the front of the boat. You see the danger coming. That's what it means, protect. And also, ready? You're, emotion you're to emotionally protect our kids. And what I mean about this, we're to emotionally protect our kids from us. Shana, your job to protect is to protect her from you, too. Now, this is a hard one. Because we all have junk from the past and our own dads that we're bringing into a fatherhood, right? I'll tell you mine. I'll tell you mine. Ready? I'm trying desperately to stop punishing their mistakes. I, I do. I, you're not supposed to punish a mistake. It'll, it'll break your kid. If he dropped it, he dropped it. But me and I get this look on my face and, and I have this, this posture and this mannerisms, which is great for preaching, not good for little kids. But they'll do something, they're like, ah. and I'm like, it's fine, it's fine, dude, like, chill, all right? I am trying, and I say that, I say, like, listen, daddy overreacts sometimes when you make mistakes, all right, I'm sorry. That's this pendulum swing, buddy, okay? There are consequences to your mistakes. I also don't agree with, um, it's okay, it's all right, <laughs> no, learn from your mistakes, bro, and, and they have consequences, but I'm sorry that I appear angry when you do stuff like that, I'm sorry. And I, I'm, I'm in prayer, I'm in the middle of this process, I suck at this bad. I'm good at disciplining my kids. Come here. Whoa. Well, that wasn't a good choice. What's a good choice? I'm good at that. I'm not good at giving the grace and mercy. 
But a father is to protect their children physically and emotionally as well. It's absolutely. Also, you ready what you're to protect them from? Here's a good one. Oh, and I, I'm tired, but I'm going to go full throttle. So you either come with me or I'm going to push harder than I, than I possibly will. I did last year. You're also to protect your kids from indifference. You know that? It's hard, dude. You kidding me? I, I pretty, if, you, if, you, if you call staying home with a kid a job, which you should, I work seven days a week and I have for years. Do you think sometimes I'm not tired? You know what tired breeds? Indifference. I don't care, buddy. I don't care. Because I don't care. I'm not lying. But I have to protect my kids from indifference, too. Somehow find a care at the end of a Sunday. Sunday's my hard day, right? I have to, I have to care. I have, right, guys? I have to find a way to care about what they care about. A father protects against indifference, too. Number two, provide. Now, listen, things are changing. In the era of Wonder Woman selling mega box office, now women get to do everything and be super powerful and, and all that sort of stuff. So, so I mean, I hope y'all are aware of what you're doing to yourselves, by the way. Y'all are just making things way harder for yourselves. Ginger Rogers did it backwards and in heels, right? But now she's got to have a lasso and big muscles, too? Take it easy, feminists, really. I'm not making jokes here. I'm just saying, look look what's happening. <laughs> what? What, are you worried for me? <laughs> I'm not a political correct guy. Um, I'm, all for, I'm all for women power. And you know what that's done? That's meant this. Men, you can, not only, can no longer just provide a paycheck. Back in the day, that was simple, right? Well, nowadays, women are in the workforce too, man. And so it, the spotlight is on the fact that you providing was never the goal. It was never just go get a job. You know what provide really means in the kingdom of God? Because that's what we're doing here, not Dr. Phil. It means this. You provide you, Dad. My son doesn't need Reeboks and Nikes and a tablet. He needs Dad. He needs Dad time. And practical things, he doesn't need to go to water safari every week and be involved in every single sporting event as it comes around. That's an epidemic, too, by the way. All of a sudden, you start orbiting your kids. Wow, kids make good kids and really bad idols I, I, I that close to swearing just then that was awful I gotta wake up a little bit <laughs> that literally scared me my heart beat did I just say that kids make really bad idols you guys so the bottom line is dad your job is to provide you to provide what you are now and to provide a better you now the only comparison let me give you some other wisdom today too the only comparison you're allowed to make in the kingdom of God you don't compare yourself to other people I'm working on this right now don't compare your wife to other wives either. The only person you're allowed to compare yourself to, you're not even allowed to. You ready for this? Send me this email. I don't even think you're supposed to compare yourself to Jesus. Man comparing himself to God. Plus, if you're comparing yourself to Jesus, are you comparing the Holy Spirit inside of you to God? In other words, get it? It's never a one-to-one. -one. Get it? Do you understand what I'm saying? You know who you're allowed to compare yourself to? Shana, who you were yesterday. You're allowed to compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Do you understand what I'm saying? That should hit you all a lot harder than it did. Uh, maybe you don't understand the words coming out of my mouth. Mike, that's good, right? You start comparing yourself to Joe and Betty Beercan down the road, you say, stop it. That's not right. Who am I today versus who I was yesterday? Am I more like Jesus? Dads, that's who you're supposed to compare yourself. Don't even compare yourself to your dad. Don't do it. Because if you're doing better, you'll coast. Don't do that. If you're doing worse, you'll beat yourself up. Don't do that either. Joe, you just compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Get it? Good, I'm good. Again, you know, faces a stone here. Uh, in other words, another thing about providing is this. M how much of you providing is... Okay, parenting is done on your knees. Number one, prayerfully, because you can't do this. And two, face-to-face. -face. And, and, and I mean this. Parenting is done face-to-face -face with your kids. Let me give you... If you take nothing else, dads, when you have little kids, you parent on their level. Do you understand that? Big face and little face. Because do you know what that communicates? Worth. It communicates worth, but it also communicates that is not to be flexed with if it's a serious conversation, right, Kirk? Big face and little face. Little face listens, but also it communicates worth. If you're talking down to your kid, oh, did you hear the words I just said? Talking down to. What? What do you want? I'm up here, you're down there. And all of a sudden it's, dad doesn't want to hear from me. He remains up there and I'm here. Don't you see this all the time? Well, I'm here to call it out. I'm wearing a dad shirt. I'm in the middle of it, guys, and I'm, I'm not living in victory. I'm giving you my mistakes. One thing I'm good at is, and you'll see the wear spots on all my jeans. I want to be down there. So I don't care, man. Arthritis be darned. Get down on their level. 
or show them indifference. Now, you ready what this does? This guy named Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson. I really recommend his book. It is not a Christian book, but he's a clinical psychologist. Mike, if you haven't seen his YouTube videos, he's one of the most important voices on the planet right now. Dr. Jordan Peterson. Page 122 of the book I'm reading called 12 Rules for Life, I think it's called. You ready for this? Now, he uses a lot of big words, but I believe in you. You ready? <laughs> That's condescending, huh? <laughs> Children can be damaged as much or more by a lack of incisive attention as they are by abuse, mental or physical. Strong statement, Dr. Jordan Peterson, who does this for a living. This is a damage by omission rather than commission, but it is no less severe and long-lasting. Children are damaged when their mercifully inattentive parents fail to make them sharp and observant and awake, and they leave them in this unconscious, undifferentiated state. Listen to how deep this runs. So I want a stern warning today. Children are damaged when those, in, those charged with their care, whether afraid of conflict or just too busy and lazy, don't correct them and leave them without guidance. And you can recognize a kid like that on the street. Bonnie, stay with me here. You can recognize a kid like that on the street, by the way. They're doughy and unfocused and vague, he says. They're laden and dull instead of golden and bright. They're uncarved blocks. Such children are chronically ignored by their peers. You ready for this, dads? You don't discipline your kids? Here's what a clinical psychologist will tell you. Children who aren't parented diligently are chronically ignored by their peers because guess what? They're not fun to play with. They're needy little balls of mess. Hello? Do you understand what I'm saying? Adults tend to manifest the same attitude even though they'll desperately deny it. And he was saying when he worked at daycare centers, um, the neglected kids would come, you know, come over desperately and in their fumbling half-formed manner with no sense of proper distance, they'd flop nearby or directly on my lap no matter what I was doing, driven by this powerful desire for adult attention. Here's the, here's the sick part that I'm so proud of Jordan for writing and not pulling back on. He says this, ready? He goes, it's very difficult not to react with annoyance, even disgust to such children in their too prolonged infantilism. Difficult not to literally push them aside. Even though I felt very badly for them and understood their predicament well, and I believe the response, harsh and terrible though it may be, was an almost universally experienced internal warning signal indicating the comparative danger of establishing a relationship with a kid like that because the likelihood of immediate and inappropriate dependence is high. Get it? If you don't parent your kids, and if you don't discipline your kids, no one's going to want to be around them. That's what he said, Dr. Jordan Peterson. And your little, oh wow, I'm, I'm, I feel mean today. I'm going to stick with it. Your little brain can tell you, no, not my kid. No, the clinical psychologist with 25 years of study just told you that. If you choose not to parent your kid because you're too lazy, they're not going to be liked by their peers or other adults. Now, here's the thing. Train a child up in the way it'll go, says God. But he also says this, right? Fathers don't exasperate your kids. Has anybody ever heard that out of the Bible? Okay, that's not exasperate. Like, oh, I'm just tired of walking up the stairs. Or, No, if you really look into that, here's what it means. Fathers, don't set your kids up for failure. That's what exasperate means. It means I'm a man now, Dad, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to write a check, balance a checkbook, take care of my wife, or be a parent. That's what that means. This is on, right? People, people listening online, I, ho I, I really hope this goes around some coaching for, for dads. Don't leave your kid out there to wander because number one, we, like we just talked about, Dr. Jordan Peterson, nobody's going to like him because you couldn't be bothered to give him attention. The number two thing we're talking about is this. A father provides themselves. You know what's interesting about this? I can't go to a playground. It was a joke. I was actually at a playground two days ago. I can't go to a playground and not be swarmed by kids. There's always one little kid that attaches on to me. I'm not, I'm not kidding. It's become like this joke. Because I'm in it playing with my kids on the playground and some little kid who doesn't have adult affection at home ends up latching on. Kirk is, is nodding. Well, here's the thing though. I don't want your stinking little kid around me. This is time for me and my kid. So I'm nice about it. I'm like, go away, not your daddy and wipe your face. Gross. <laughs> no, I mean it. That, that always happens. But you know what that indicates? A crazy epidemic of this. Now, are you ready for what I saw one day? I was at the Parishville, uh, Parishville Schools Playground. Small playground. Very small. In fact, they're raising money to... Um, but I'm, this was after a day with the kids. We went there because Melody wanted to watch a soccer game because her school was there. 
And uh, so I'm on the playground playing with your kids. Because guess what? Parenting is done on your knee, right? So I'm on the fire truck banging my, my wedding ring against it. Ding, 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 ding. And we're playing together. Well, all of a sudden, I saw a very indicative uh, scene take place. I saw a father with a work shirt on and a work van come in. And he starts walking over to the fields, which were here. But one of the kids, needy, doughy, unformed, Jordan Peterson type kid, goes running over. And the joy on this kid's face. I'll never forget this. Daddy, daddy, daddy. He was running over. And the father goes like this. Hey, hey, how's your mom? Where's your mom? Didn't even break stride. Now, he tousled the kid's hair. He's present in the guy's kid's life. There's some wins, right? What the hell? I, I can't imagine not greeting my kid. What? You wonder he doughboy's coming over here clinging on to me. If I asked him, he'd probably come home. <laughs> hey, you want to eat dinner at our house? We're having chicken. Yeah. You looked me in the face. Wow. A father provides themselves, man. And this is not easy. This is the thing about beating up dads. I'll get there in a second, but guess what? No one taught us how to do this, dude. No, really. Ladies, ready? You know what my daughter does? She carries around a baby. And she plays in her magic kitchen. And she practices being a mom at a year and a half years old. Do you know what my son does? Shoots stuff and wrestles with daddy. He doesn't go over and nurture things and practice being a dad. Kirk, am I right? Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine walking in and there's the boys like, now son, listen, what you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? We're playing daddy. No, no kid ever does that. No kid ever does that. So all of a sudden, the doctor hands me this amazing baby in 2012. It's the first baby I held, by the way, I think. Well, I might have held Taylor, but first baby I remember holding. And all of a sudden, it was like, hey, hey, you, hey, you, here's society. Be a dad. And I'm going, uh, what? What is that? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So, so I may be firing, and I, and I know my mannerisms. I come across, I know how I come across. But I'm not doing this out of some place of expectation. Honestly, guys, I feel, I'm, you know, I, I understand the challenge. The third thing a father does and does well in the power of God is to promote. You're a promoter. Now, here's the part, too. You, we can fail in some of the other ones. This is a big one that I deal a lot with in that office. <sighs> Promoting is this, dads. You over me. You before me. My dreams, desires, and all that, back burner. Back burner. You want to see how I wrote this, Amy? <laughs> Back burner, if not DOA. I wanted to, I toured the world and played music for years and years and years. When I saw that baby, guess what? Toe tag for those dreams. Toe tag. Oh, but can, aren't I allowed to? No. But can I achieve my, no. AJ, you had your time. See this baby? You don't get to tour anymore and leave all the time. I told you before, if all of a sudden churches were calling me to go speak all over the place and make tons of money, guess what? I'm not doing it. Because those would be my dreams. My dreams? See you when I'm 55 and they're out of the house. You don't have to agree with me. You don't, I don't care if you like what I'm saying. That's what a dad does. And a mom, by the way. But I just want to get my shh. If it's not about your family first, you don't get to do it anymore. Hold on. You don't get to do it anymore. But I really like to play... Don't care. That's, that's life. Now, there's got to be a balance, and I stink at this because I'm all family. And I'm not being a martyr, guys. I'm telling you. Uh, it's, it's healthy that I have to have things to get out of the house with, okay? Who did I end up? Oh, I saw this guy yesterday. I went fishing, which I made myself go fishing. My battery died the minute I got out there, Kirk. My charger told me it was good. So I've got my little trolling motor. <gasps> fishing time, Shainer. I even had a fishing license, which is awesome. <laughs> and I get out there and I'm like, mm. the story I tell you is I rode back in, which was not fun. Of course, that full bears, the wind's coming at you going in. So I get there, right? And there's this dude fishing. I may be socially needy. Because I talked to this stranger for like 25 minutes. <laughs> Just about nothing. And then as he left, he's like, hey, good seeing you, bro. He was a little drunk, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, it was like 3 p.m., so he was bombed. <laughs> no, he really was. He kept saying it's Monday off. <laughs> God bless him, I'm not judging. We, we, I was like, okay, so I, I need to get out of the house. That's what I kind of learned yesterday. There needs to be balance, guys, but I understand that, you know what I mean? I don't get to be gone all the time. I don't get to pursue my own stuff. I don't. If it's not family first, then it's out of balance. And I'm, not, I'm just telling you the kingdom of God. You can parent in the world. 
You can parent like everybody else does. That's, that's an option. I'm not judging you. You don't need my permission, people. But I'm telling you, if you're going to parent the way God's telling us to parent, this is what you do. And you know what? Let me give you some Bible because I feel like I'm talking too much. In the Old Testament, you can run into story after story after story of men who didn't do this and how their families were absolutely destroyed. Eli, right? Eli had two wicked sons. He heard of their disobedience, right, Bruce? That means he wasn't there to see it, doesn't it? Hmm, would have missed that word. I'm not saying you did, Bruce. I'm saying lots of other people did. David didn't really have a dad in Jesse. We've talked about that through the Hebrew Mishnah. Oh, these are your sons? Well, yeah, all the ones I consider a son. There's that other guy. Go get him, says Samuel, right? Flash forward, David's kids run amok, do some terrible, disgusting things to each other, and David does nothing. You see it over and over and over again in the Bible. Hey, uh, how is King Solomon? How did, how'd he do? Because we talk about the wisdom of Solomon, David, Solomon. How did the end go for him? He actually abandoned the faith of God. <laughs> because of his many wives. Where was his dad, man? For guidance and support and an example, okay? This is all very, very biblical. So the third thing a father does is promote. Oh, you ready for this? This is a good one. Ready? Ready? Oh, if, if y'all aren't, if you're, if you're fans of mine still, this one will tip it, okay? Do you know what promoting might look like when you're older? Respecting the boundaries of your grown kids. I need Kevlar up here now. Whoa. Well, I provided for my kids. I protected them. They're out of the house. You know what promoting them is? Promoting th them to grow and, and, and grow their families the way God is telling them to do it without you micromanaging or even putting pressure upon them. Oh, man. <laughs> One face in the crowd is hilarious right now. That's great. I didn't say it, guys. I believe this is wisdom going through. And I understand. Here, here's gotta be, this is what's got to be really hard about being an older parent. You know what to do, and your kids are sometimes really stupid and make bad decisions. <laughs> so you're like, come here. Let me just do this for you. Hey. Right? <laughs> yeah. And you think to yourself, you know, I was there. We didn't do everything perfectly, but how are you so stupid? <laughs> I get that, guys. But just take what I said. And dude, anything I say up here hold against the word of God. Who am I? But when you heard respecting boundaries to your grown kids is promoting, get in the car on the way home and pray, Father, how do I do that? How would you have me do it? That's all I'm trying to say. Four, almost done, guys. A father is supposed to be this. Ready? The priest of the house. Why is 65 to 70% of churches filled with women? Why on Father's Day are we empty? Why? Because they want to go do other things. The first thing the enemy did was take the spiritual life away from men. Because what do I always say? The kids fall on mama, mama falls on the man, and the whole family falls on Christ Jesus. What did the enemy do? Took the most important part out. You don't have to like what I'm saying. Take that out, everybody falls. Mom's not designed to do it all, guys. Can I get an amen from the women? You're not, I mean, come on. I'm doing the cooking, I'm doing the and now I'm going to work, and now I'm this, and all No, you weren't designed to. You were designed to have each other. But God took the one that was supposed to catch the other, God, the enemy took the one that was supposed to catch the other one and took him away for whatever reason. And the whole thing falls. <laughs> well, I almost threw up a middle finger just then. Very inadvertent. Very inadvertent. <laughs> or Freudian. I don't know. Um, but here's the thing, guys. So, so here's, what, here's what the devil did. Ready? He said, uh, well, why bother going to church? You know, the Packers play at one. He might not make it back in time. Or it's family Sunday. You know how many times I hear that? Family fun day Sunday. Wow. Here's the hard part about that, though. Your, your kid, dad, mom, is, is, is body, mind, heart, and soul. All those are interchangeable terms. And then a spirit. And so here's what you'll do. You, you'll go to work and you'll, you'll give them money or, or food for their bodies. You'll send them off to school or educate them at home. Again, son, go the other way, Jay. <laughs> um, okay, but you won't, you won't fill yourself up spiritually to pour into your kids spiritually. I don't understand that. And people will justify that to me. Of course, when they find out what I do for a living, I always have to have these conversations. And I hate that, by the way. Like, I, I dread that. You know, you're in the barbershop or something. Like, so what do you do? I'm like, oh, man. I'm going to tell you I'm a pastor. Now you're going to think, oh, did I swear the last couple sentences? Like, it's going to bother me. But they'll say things like this. Well, you know, my parents crammed it down my throat, so I'm going to let my kid choose. 
How about you let them choose every meal they eat too? And whether or not they go to school and what they wear and what roads they just walk into. And my kids want to ride my motorcycle without me. Good idea? How about you guide them spiritually, guys? How about the priest of a home guides him spiritually? And I get it. The guy up here with the shirt on, who's a good communicator, and I know the Bible. I get it. It sounds so easy for me. Can you, you know, well, for example, there's some curriculum where it's like, you know, uh, I think that, I think you should teach, you know, uh, Genesis through this, this, this. And, and I'm like, yeah, I'm equipped. I'm ready to go. But I can see where other dads are like, well, I don't know the word of God that well. I don't talk like this guy. I'm not a teacher. I, I work with my hands or whatever it may be. Do you know what your kid needs to see, priest? How um, your, your kids don't need to see what it looks like to perfectly serve God. They need to see what it looks like to serve God imperfectly when you don't have all the answers. Because that's where they're going to be, right? Alex is, you know, I got to tell you, and this is going to sound, don't, this is not pride. I just got to know my strengths and weaknesses. Alex is probably going to need someone more relatable than me. Maybe that's why a bunch of pastor's kids are jacked up. That's like a thing, by the way. You think I don't know that? Kirk. <laughs> I think, oh yeah. They call them PKs, pastor's kids. They do. John Christ is one of them, and he's right out there, isn't he? You know, Brenda, right? You know maybe why? Because maybe, maybe he's going to look at me, and he's going to say, I can't ask the simple questions because daddy's too busy, you know, breaking down the Hebrew. Do you get what I'm trying to say, Sandy? Or maybe it's, daddy always has all the answers and I just wanted a simple answer. Maybe he needs somebody more relatable at some point in his life. Well, dads, you don't have to be me and you don't have to be Jesus. Relate whatever you can spiritually to your kids. Learn it, become it. Okay, so the last one, then we're gonna close it down is this. And I really hope somebody's appreciating this. And this will go out for, for timelessness. The last thing a, a father is, he protects, he provides, he promotes, he's a priest, but he's also a prophet over his family. This is one where you either choose to do this or don't, okay? A father is to use their words to speak purposely over their kids. This is one of those things, if you're a box checker, here's a gift. It's like going to work. Speak words, good positive words, the word of God over your kids. That's what a father does. What about the Bible, AJ? Okay, good question, Mike. I see Abraham putting his hands on his kids and blessing them saying, you will be this, this, and this. You'll be fruit bearer. Do you remember when Jacob blessed Joseph's kids? And there was a bit of a controversy there because he switched hands, remember? Okay, you don't remember. That's a thing that happened. Before Jacob died, he blessed his kids, Manasseh and, anyway, and Ephraim and Manasseh, yeah. He blessed his kids, but he put his hands on their opposite heads. And it was like, no, 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 you got the wrong head. Give the, give the firstborn blessing here. But forget about that. Kirk, what it shows us is this. Use your words to promote your kids. To, 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 to prophecy over them. Prophecy is this, telling them what they can do. Do you understand it? Maddie, you follow me? Last time I gave this, literally a year ago, I said this, Koa, you're so smart. You're so strong. You can do anything you, that you put your heart to in the, in, in the strength of God. Koa, that's who you are. It's the opposite of speaking curses over them. You all know what curses are. Um, Shep the sheep, he's down there. Because I don't even want to pretend to put a word curse on a kid. And I'll say, Shep the sheep, my little statue. Shep, you're so stupid. That's a curse. We all know don't do that, right? Don't call your kid stupid, right? But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, don't call him stupid, but go out of your way to call him smart. It doesn't just forbid. Well, he's not some rule-giving Gandalf on top of a mountain. He's saying this, speak life. Today, Shaner, Maddie, you are so... Strong and smart. Speaking to the areas of their weaknesses. If, if she's good with like, I'm strong, I'm smart, I'm good at the piano. Find something she's insecure about. Dedicate a week to talking, saying it over her. Do it, really? Oh, that's good. I gotta, I gotta work that, right? Because who, the world is gonna speak over your kids. It's gonna label your kids. It's gonna tell them who they are and who they're not. Right, Gordo? Dad, you be the one that seals those words. Now imagine this, and then we're going to close because I'm exhausted up here, <laughs> is this. Imagine if I say to Izzy, my three-year-old, imagine if I say to her every day of her life, I mean, whatever, don't be legalistic about it, but imagine if I say to her constantly, you're so smart, you're such a leader, you're so smart, you're such a leader. And then all of a sudden, let's say in five years, she's hanging out with the little, other little girl, and the other girl's like, what are you, stupid? 
You're stupid. Do you know what's going to happen? This is just psychology 101. She's going to go, no, I'm not. What? Because she's lived in a truth that I proposed onto her, and it's built this idea so much so that a stupid little curse isn't going to hit her. But if I don't, and I leave that area empty, understand, and somebody pours a bunch in, it stays and sticks. And that's on me. A father uses his words to prophecy over. And again, moms take all this too, because a lot of you moms are being dads too. So, so this is it, guys. The last thing I want to say is this. This is impossible. This is utterly and absolutely impossible to do unless we have Holy Spirit inside of us, unless we're going to him day to day to day. I don't, you know, I mean, I'm looking over here and I see Harry at a different stage. I got little kids. He's got, we both know that I can't be the dad I need to be without God every single day. And I will fail in every area that I just said. But my job is to get back up again, apologize to my kids, tell them I'm only human, and then start going all over again, right? All right. Well, hope you got something out of that today. What we're going to do right now and online, maybe you can join us. We're going to sing Good Father. Because we're going to remind you that this is not a burden he put on dads. He's an invitation, and he's a good, good father.
just thank you. All right, let's start on our feet. Feel free to sit at any time.
Father, you are welcome here today. We, we greet you today, Lord God, and on this Father's Day, Lord, we do say Happy Father's Day to you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your faithfulness. Every moment of our lives, your love is amazing, steady and unchanging. Your love is a mountain firm beneath my feet. Your love is a mystery, how you gently lift me when I am surrounded. Your love carries me. Sing hallelujah. to call yourself Father, Lord God. We didn't come up with that term for you. It's the term that you brought to us, your creation. And as we contemplate that, Father God, we understand that your arms are open wide for each and every one of us today. So we choose to just bring ourselves, Lord, first and our frustrations, our hurts,
coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. think about 